0: Welcome to Brews Brothers with Closer on the Crouch. I'm Closer. And Crouchy, back for round three. (laughs) Back for round three. Uh, If you haven't listened to the show before, this is the show where we explore historical beer styles and we drink some beers. Yeah, so <laughs> if you uh, haven't listened to this podcast before, we encourage you to get on to our Instagram at Bruise Bros Pod. Give it a like and give us five stars. I feel like that'd be really good. Stealing my thunder here. I thought I was the socials convener. Uh, I, I mean, I guess I wanted to get in early with
1: it. Why don't you talk a bit about our socials and what's going on? It, the exciting socials update. Um, I think I mentioned last time that we were white hot. We've, uh, we're less, less hot this time, but nonetheless, we're steady progress. We're up to... 16 followers.
0: We had 17 before lunch. Yes. I don't know what happened. There. Someone's
1: already, uh, already ditched us, but they'll be back.
0: It's that probably w- important to point out that we haven't yet launched this yes. podcast.
1: This is so. all completely organic marketing with no push whatsoever. So we're not doing too bad. Yes. Uh, so 16 followers. You've already mentioned we're, we're on uh, Insta at uh, Bruise Bros Pod. We're also uh, at Gmail. So Bruise Pod at gmail.com. Um, very excitingly and somewhat unexpectedly given we haven't launched we have received some correspondence (laughs) (laughs) love it yeah alright so we have two pieces actually oh wow I haven't told the closer about this because I wanted to surprise him Um, so the first one's from a a user and I won't say their name I'll just give their their email handle it was uh, forever. okay Um, and they've said hey boys love the pod Crouchy is hilarious and Closer knows his, knows his stuff and does a good job keeping things moving. Although maybe sometimes too good a job and I'd love to hear you guys push the limits and explore some of Crouchy's weird and wonderful interjections a bit more. <laughs> anyway, keep up the good work and can't wait for episode three. What the hell is this? <laughs> I'm just saying, interesting feedback, N&J Forever, so we'll take that on board, I guess. <laughs> That's just a
0: straight up lie, isn't it? <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs>
1: Anyway, the second piece of correspondence and uh, I'm excited for more user reviews into the future. Uh, it's from someone called TheJuice underscore 69. Uh, and he says, I'm assuming it's a he. Uh, closer, just letting you know I'm available anytime, day or night, to replace Crouchy on Bruce Brothers. Just say the word, I'm there, you know how to reach me. <laughs> Offensive. <laughs> Two episodes that haven't even been launched and he's, he's angling for my spot.
0: Oh, I have um, so many questions, but I think we <laughs> really need to move forward.
1: So that's the socials update. Uh, more user feedback is encouraged once we actually launch. Uh, feel free to tell us about how we're going, where we get things wrong. Uh, and I'll, uh, I'll continue to break closer in the future.
0: Yes. Yeah. Anyway, so let's talk. <laughs> that's hard to move on from that. Uh, let's talk about the style we are drinking today. Do you want? Do you want me to say what it is, or do you? You're the expert. Yeah. So we're drinking Hellas Lager. Now, is that pronounced right? I don't know. You're the expert. The issue with a lot of this is I read it, but I don't necessarily know how these things are pronounced. So I, I do- You didn't look up the weird uh, writing on wiki where it says the pronunciation that I can never understand? Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm going to say it's correct. It's hundred percent correct. And if anyone writes in saying Hel- otherwise- Hellers. It, Hellers. Hellers Lager. Yes. Hellers. Yeah. And essentially Hell, like Hell in German means bright, light or pale. Okay. So it's a light, light pale Lager. Right,
1: bright, so it's pale. German.
0: It's German, yeah. yes. Yes. Uh, it's a German power lager, um, chiefly produced in southern Germany, particularly sort of the Munich space, um, which is obviously where Oktoberfest is held. Have you been to Oktoberfest? I have been to Oktoberfest, yes. Have you had a Heller's Lager at Oktoberfest? Uh, I believe I did. It was a bit of a blur about my experience at Oktoberfest, but it was a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Popular German style of beer? Very, very popular style. Right. Yes. The 4X of Germany. Well, yes. Yeah. So, so I mean, I think we've talked about in the past that lagers, uh, particularly through, you know, the 1900s, the 20th century, are just the beer that has succeeded. It's the beer that's super popular. And it's only now that we're starting to see different styles starting to take over um things like pale ales and different things but you know like for the, especially in the sort of late part of the 1900s I, I love the 1900s we actually like lived this right but um late 20th century some of us lived it for longer, longer <laughs> than others but late 20th century i mean it was all about lagers and hell Helles lager really is germany's way of responding to that of trying to okay. produce a lager that's very popular so you, from the 1900s uh, well, I mean, it's, it's got a long history, right? So I, I'm jumping ahead. Uh, you're jumping ahead. I've right. got so many things to talk about. So, I mean, uh, let's let's talk, I guess, about what kind of beer it is. So, essentially, it's a, it's a pale, bready, malt-focused beer. Um, it uses a lager fermentation. So we'll talk about what lager means versus an ale sort of thing. Um, and it utilizes what's called noble hops. Noble hops. Yeah. So noble hops are like. Traditional European hops um, that are held as the high standard of hops, sort of thing,
1: and they differ from the hops that we use in or that are used in pale ales, the sort of the galaxy. I've exhausted all my hop. <laughs> How <laughs> yeah. do they differ?
0: Well, I mean, essentially like, um, you know, a lot of the sort of, uh, we, we have sort of new world hops. And so, you know, galaxies and an right. Australian hop, that's new world. You know, we have, we talked about in previous episodes, Cascade, which is like an American new world hop. Whereas the right. Noble hops are the old style hops Is that uh, from Europe. Is this why lagers have such a boring taste? Um, okay, first of all, I I don't think they're boring at all. I think they're unique and interesting. And they're bland. <laughs> this is going to be a theme today. Not a big lager fan. Yeah, it would be interesting to see how you feel about this. I, I, all right, what we might do is we Can, might. I forgot to ask you at the start. Yes. Why hell is lager for number three? Uh, I could get like I went to a bottle shop and there was Convenience. like there was like three right. solid examples of a hell's lager. All so. right, episode three. We've already slipped into laziness. <laughs> Well, I mean, we started with pale ale. So, I mean, I was pretty lazy then. I just tried to grab... It. Anyway. Um, all right. So, let's talk about, I guess, lager. Because for a lot of our listeners, they probably don't really know the difference between a lager and an ale. Right? From
1: memory, we briefly touched on lager ale episode one. But let's let's go over it again.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, um, ale yeast and lager yeast are different things, right? So, ale yeast, um, and I did actually try to look up how to pronounce this, Saccharomyces Cervese. Okay. Uh, I pressed the little button on Google yes. over and over again, and I, I tried to repeat it, but I might. Saccharomyces
1: might... <laughs> cerevisiae.
0: Yeah, and and essentially that's that, an ale yeast. That's an ale yeast, right? And traditionally, all beers were fermented with ale yeast. That was the the yeast that existed, right? Is that what's being used for today's modern pale ales? Yes. Yes. Right. Yeah. 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 It's it's the same sort of strand. Um, right. It's just they have different varieties of it, right? Um, ale yeast is referred to as what's it's referred to as top fermenting. Um, and essentially, what it does is it ferments at higher temperatures, so it ferments around 20 degrees. And I think we've touched on that before. But it's not that it
1: ferments at the top of the fermentation chamber like mm.
0: I've never known why they call it top and bottom it might be that there's some difference They're going swimming on swimming up at the top yeah well I mean we generally when you um, pr- when you produce a beer it does have yeast at the top and it's called a krausen um, again I may be just mispronouncing everything it's all based on what I read correct us if you know how to pronounce the krausen um, or don't you know that's fine too just really positive feedback would be really nice um, but anyway uh, ale yeast really produces a lot of flavors a lot of esters it leaves these sort of taste in it right this is your pineapple your mangoes your peach yes yeah, yeah. It's, it like does have flavors and you know like we talked about in the american Powell episode us05 or um chico strain which right. is like leaves very little taste but it does leave it does leave some taste right um, whereas lager beers really can be quite clean they're like lager really produces very little in the way of esters and Would you say they also produce very little in the way of taste? <laughs> <laughs> Arguably, yes. Right. Uh, okay. So their yeast is actually called Saccharomyces pastorianus, um, and it works slower. So it works at lower temperatures, and it works slower, which it, means that it leaves less esters. Is it, if the other one's are top, is this a bottom fermenting yeast? This is a bottom fermenting yeast, hanging out at yeah. the bottom of the pot. Yeah. Can um, you put the? What happens if you put them both into the same brew? Um. Geez, that's a very good question. Um, there are beers, there is a beer that does do that, or it's like somewhere in between. It's like having a party at the top and the bottom. Yeah, I think, so Kolsch yeast, for example, is like sort of in between an ale and a lager. Right. Um, so if you want to use an ale yeast, you can use a Kolsch yeast, and it's like very similar sort of thing. Um, but essentially like, uh, so lager um, in German means to store. It's, it's a verb, it's like an action. And so to store, right? But I thought when we talked in the
1: past, we we meant you or you mentioned that these are the kind of beers you've got to drink quickly, or they go off.
0: Not lagers. Ligers can last quite a long Um, time. So pale ales, for example, have a very strong hop character. Right, um, that's quite flavorful, but of course it starts to to die down over time. Right. Whatever, whereas lagers can kind of last quite a long time, and that's part of why they became incredibly popular is that they can be shipped worldwide and they can still maintain a well, lot of flavour. It has no flavour to start with, you haven't got much to lose. Um, so essentially, <laughs> so essentially, a lager yeast is big like, fan of lager. Everyone works at a slower a slower <laughs> thing. You store it for a long time. So, sometime about in the 1500 German brewers started using this yeast, and it's kind of unclear where the yeast really came from is this the brew stick thing yes yeah 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 Yeah. they had like a, a like to, to throw back to a previous episode german families would have like a special magic stick that they would stir their brews with and they, that would create the alcohol and what they didn't realize it was covered in yeast sort of thing uh, again that could be a bullshit story i think i about. love it i think i said last time more bullshit stories <laughs> We're talking to a, a complete novice so you make it up yeah so it's it's pretty unclear where this yeast come from and there's argue like around this time they were starting to have a lot of international trade and there's kind of a bit of a suggestion that that is a mutation between what was a european ale yeast and what was like an american style yeast like somehow that had produced the lagers and then suddenly these germans are, are producing lagers using this leaf yeast. Yeast, yeast right sorry just a quick science interjection yeast, yes uh, they're living things right? They're living organisms
1: yes right so you're saying the european and the the British and the Americans essentially they they mated and created lark
0: yeah it's like maybe they've taken some because yeast is in the air around us right now like yeast is everywhere um and so they perhaps like bought some of that back and it's mutated. I mean, it's the only thing they can really peg that because prior to this, there's no real sort of sign of lager yeast existing. And then suddenly in the 1500s, it's like well, your lager yeast just suddenly appears and is being used sort of thing. Um, so yeah, the thought is, I guess it's a, it's a mutation. Um, the Germans would essentially, what they would do is they would produce these beers and then they would store them in caves and cellars to lager at really cool temperatures in the winter for quite some time. And right. that would create those very smooth flavors right um
1: sorry. so <laughs> ales we're fermenting at 20 degrees yes lagers we're fermenting at 10 okay it's, it's quite markedly different and so you'd struggle to, to make a good lager in the brisbane climate at yeah. least over summer
0: yeah and he, even um ales can be quite challenging because you know we're dealing with temperatures well in excess of 20 degrees right um but yeah lagers can be very lagers are challenging to make right because they don't have these esters being derived from the yeast you don't have a lot of flavors to hide behind so if there's something poor in your process it immediately becomes clear in a lager and so a lager can actually be a really good sign of how good a brewery is
1: it's ironic, isn't it? Because it's the math, it's the it's the at least these days the one that's mass produced the most. Yes. Yet you're saying it's the hardest to brew.
0: It's very very challenging to brew a good lager and to make it work well, right? And that's why a lot of craft breweries in the past didn't brew lagers. Well, it's also because they're tasteless. But... Um, and also like they take longer to brew, right? So that's more time tying up your tanks. As how much. long? How long is the fermentation process? So I mean, some breweries have found ways to sort of speed it up, but arguably there's times of you know like there's talk of sort of four weeks of it being in your fermenter so as opposed just... to two weeks yeah, right. an hour sort of thing. So you're talking about double the time and then there's like and a lot. Lar- no one buys it. Well, there's yeah, no one buys it. It's potentially time that you leave it in your bright tank to la- like to do the lagering process at like zero degrees um, sort of thing. So um, yeah, it's, it's really interesting. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. So historically sort of starts to appear in the 1500s in the mid 1800s. Lagers start to appear in the 1500s? Yeah, yeah, they so start to. We're, we're at, not yet onto the Hellas. We're not not onto Hellas. We do have we have a lot of history about Hellas. Like right. uh, like all these episodes, I've got a lot of things to say. <laughs> uh, um, are we going to get to the difference
1: between Hellas and what you know I, I joke about Forex all the time, but do, and
0: oh, not, I've got I've got some some long right. analysis So we're going to do talk Hellas
1: versus other lagers.
0: Well Pilsness. So we're going right. to talk about Pilsness. But what what, what is a what's a
1: uh, um, Heineken, uh, what, are, what are those sort of mass he- Heineken's are Pilsner's. Okay.
0: Um, and we've, I'll, I'll get to it. Just, okay. It's okay. just you, are rushing me, you're rushing me. Okay, so, all right, so mid-1500s start to appear, or 1500s, sorry. Um, mid-1800, beers in, Germany's, in Germany are starting to evolve from being dark beers to paler beers. And you may recall from our previous episode, we're talking about how the English... It was a disaster. It's when we we lost dark beer, people. But we started a revolution in the last episode. Bring Um, back dark beer. So light beer is becoming popular, right? Because it's unique. It's something that people haven't had before. There is arguably this thing that lager doesn't produce as many headaches from beer than ales. Interesting. This argument, because it's got less esters, and those esters can apparently create headaches. I, I mean, I don't necessarily know if I believe that, but... So I've heard, and this is obviously just blatant uh, um, conjecture,
1: but I've heard that what reduces the the headaches from hangovers is the yeast. the, the more The more yeast in a beer, the less hangover you get. Mm. What do you think about that? The reason why I say that is, and this has got nothing to do with this podcast, but previously in some random Wikiing, I read up that the uh, The person who started, Bud, or who who at least made Budweiser what it is today, had this theory that, because he would obviously drink a lot of beer and he would have to be with his, um, you know, wining and dining people, uh, and he would have a teaspoon of raw brewer's yeast and eat that and then smash the beers all night and be fine the next morning. Yeah, I don't. I don't think you that's. I don't think that's a real thing. Right.
0: Like I, I, like I don't think. Is
1: there anything about? Is there anything at all we can derive that from that? From the lager causing less he- headache? Is it likely
0: to have more residual yeast? I don't than even buy the lager thing, right? Like, you. Is deal... it because they're so crap you drink less of them? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Hangovers <laughs> are just your body's way of dealing with. it. Like alcohol's a toxin. Like alcohol is something our bodies aren't necessarily meant to consume. Um, like, it's poisoning us. Um, so, it's your body dealing with poison. And I really don't think that consuming more yeast or, like, any... Like, largely trying to deal with the... Um, because I when I... know it's <laughs> becoming the health chat. Like, I really Well, when
1: I first heard the Budweiser theory, I'm not going to lie, I did have Vegemite toast
0: as a hangover cure Yes Because obviously it's got yeast in it If I don't know if it worked If well. you want to avoid hangovers What you've got to do is focus on the symptoms of a hangover Right so dehydration your biggest one Before you go to sleep Drink as much water as you possibly can Drink <sighs> boring. Drink water until you're ready to vomit And you'll wake up fresh as a daisy Or have Vegemite toast in the morning uh, Okay so anyway So mid 1800s We're starting to move <laughs> into pale beers um, Germany you know Has been doing lager for a bit of time They used to do sort of ales in the summer They'd do lagers in the winter And in fact, Bavaria prohibited brewing lagers in summer. They would brew or drink ales in the summer lagers in winter? They would brew the ales in summer because it's warmer, so therefore they can use the ale yeast, whereas the lagers... Presumably they they would
1: consume the lagers in the summer and the ales in the winter the other way around. Lager is a summer beer, Mm -hmm. right?
0: Well, I mean, for them, it's all about the brewing rather than the consuming, yeah. right? Like, they, they're not trying to, like, pick their favourites because they're, like, really just trying to get by, right? It's not right. The, this is the world before refrigeration. Yeah, before refrigeration. And in fact, it was prohibited in Bavaria from brewing lagers in summer. And in fact, if you did do so, like you could face criminal. Why? Why? Because you were you were
1: compromising the ale stock.
0: Yeah. You, well, you were just compromising. Like you were putting out bad beer, and like. Yeah. A, a lot of regulation is trying to stop businesses from doing really dodgy things, right?
1: I love the idea that even in the 1500s, they feudal times, they were regulating the production of beer. Oh yeah, like I think this is like they probably weren't even regulating very significant social issues like you know like all kinds of terrible crimes and yet they were regulating the production of beer
0: yeah i think there's this theme that like oh you know it was like a like i don't know like they just didn't care about these things but you know people cared about taste they wanted new and interesting things they wanted to produce good things and i guess that brings us back to the I don't you know, care if you kill all of my cows but okay. don't fuck with my beer think about the german purity law remember we talked about this when, the, when, um, when did that come out uh 15 16
1: so that was was <sighs> <That's> impressive it <laughs> was early um, i am been mean, more impressed that you knew it straight up I
0: have it in my notes <laughs> he's prepared <laughs> um, you know like I guess like uh, part of talking about Hellas Lager is talking about the Germans and their Lager Brewing right. it's like why are they held in such high esteem really like why is German brewing meant to be this amazing thing that people you know want to talk and, about and a time? lot of it's got to do with the German a lot of law. it comes down to this purity law like before you know in other countries what they were doing is producing shit beer because it's cheaper and they were using substitute ingredients that weren't as good because they're like well this is cheaper sort of thing and in fact you start to see this german purity law appear in other countries i think we talked about in england they were they were starting to do something similar so 1516 it was actually by duke wilhelm the fourth of bavaria who introduced it Um,
1: i like specificity because you're gonna need this later on for the 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 close the close quiz
0: yeah i love that love that um, I So we talked about in a previous episode the fact that the German purity law did... And I keep... I'm avoiding the word because I struggle to... No, no, no crack, have a crack. Like have a crack. Re- yep. <laughs> um, I even put like a German twist yeah. on that, which I like. Um, we talked about the idea that it didn't include yeast. And it was because they didn't know about yeast, right? And I did some research on this, on, on the topic of me ruining fun stories. So it was four, four things... Yeah, the German purity law. It was, uh, you, hang on, let me... Hops, check. water, barley, or was it only three? Three, three, three. and then the fourth is yeast, yes. right? Yeah, I had to count them through. Um, but arguably, they did know about yeast, right? So most research I've done suggests that they did know about yeast, but they didn't uh describe it as an ingredient because what happens is by the end of it you have more yeast than what you started so they didn't really think of it as potentially an ingredient so this is arguably why it wasn't included yeah it's just like one of those things that was just part of it um Yeah, so that was kind of interesting. But anyway, the the Germans became leaders in beer because of this, right? Um, And we started to see that in other countries. Still in Germany today, um, this law exists, like in Bavaria. Uh, It is the oldest food-based regulation still in place today. Does that mean in Bavaria you can't put anything else in a beer? You cannot.
1: So, like, because from time to time, breweries will experiment with... I know you derive lots of flavour from hops these days, but breweries will actually just put stuff in their
0: beer yeah like a mango yeah. or yeah, yeah you can, it is you illegal can, it's to put still, mango it's nectar it's still in a beer. crime in like areas of Germany they and really they, love their beer and to the point or maybe they don't maybe they and to, to the point on. so to like get the right water chemistry you add acid to beer and so they can't add acid they because it's not part water. of it so what they do is they acidify their malt and like put it on the top of the malt, and then they put the malt in. And so you can buy like acidified malt, which will bring down your pH instead of just pouring in a little bit of um, acid.
1: I think there's time for reform in German beer reform. <laughs> I mean,
0: there's there's some beauty in that, right? Like that there's historical. It sounds like it's standing in the way of progress. Though. I mean, where we can we can produce interesting beers, and they can do their thing, and we've got true. Know, unique styles, right? Otherwise, everyone's just producing in a fucking American pale ale. And... Yeah, that's true. Anyway, what other I, once a year, I like to drink German beers in October, so I guess they need to keep that. and Do you actually drink German beers in October? Is this like a real thing? Not like at home. I've known you I, for years. I don't. Like I if, don't ever remember having <laughs> German beers with you. Well, if October. I was to go
1: to a venue sometime in late September or early September. Early October, I'd be ordering a wheat German wheat beer or some variety.
0: variety. I do appreciate that you know when Oktoberfest is. It's not actually October. That was, it's in that
1: sort of vicinity.
0: Yeah, that's good. That's good. All right, all right. Let's talk about the history of Hellas. <laughs> we made um, it up to fifteen hundred. Okay, let's talk about the history of Hell. So, really, when you talk about Hellas, you really need to start with um, Spaten Brewery in Germany. It's like the Spaten, Spaten, Spaten. Is, I was embarrassing because we have a couple
1: of German um, breweries slash beer houses in Brisbane. I've always called it Spaten.
0: I mean, I, I just mumbled through that. I, I don't know. I don't speak German. Like, feel free to write in with your uh, opinions. They'll be ignored. But anyway, uh, okay. So that brewery started in 1807 um, by a guy named Gabriel Deslemire. Um, he bought it. Well, he, he bought it. Um, and over the next 30 years, he transformed it into one of the largest breweries in Munich. Um, in- Which is probably saying something because
1: I imagine that there was a lot of large breweries in Munich.
0: Yeah, I mean, since the 1500s, this purity law has existed and they've been it's really key- well known, killing it, right? Um, but you know, Are this- they already, in this era, already exporting beer to other places? Oh, though? yes, yeah, yeah. Around the 1500s, 1600s, like, that's where we started to see the shipping routes of... Beer's going in barrels and it's going all around the it's, world. It's going all around the place. Um, and, you know, prior... It's hard to get,
1: you're struggling to get German beers in Australia in
0: 2021, and yet in the 1600s, easy. As, well, yeah, I mean, there is a fair bit of German beers, some just going to wrong places apparently. But um, you've got to remember too, around this time that Engl- England is really nailing this uh, light kilning process, right? So um, in 1833, Spatton travels to England to learn about how to make pale beer, because they are all producing dark beer prior it's, to that. It's like,
1: the, it's like they had junkets back then as well.
0: Yes, yeah, anyway, like, I don't know what that means, but <laughs> when you're in yeah, junk, it's like you're just traveling yeah, for Yeah, you know, like when you go away for work. Oh, uh, yeah, when yeah. you like have those conferences. And it's yeah, like, it's, like, oh. it's like, come
1: on, boys, we're going to get on the beers. Yeah, yeah, you even have in those the conferences. 1800s. It's like
0: 30 minutes of actual conference and the rest is skiing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, the head brewer at Spatten was like, lads, We're off to
1: England. We're getting pissed. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to learn about kilning.
0: Yeah. Anyway, so they bring pale beer back home. They start producing Marzen and Vienna Lager. Um, Vienna Lager is sort of a darker... Like, they are darker sort of colours, but they're they're kind of getting towards that lighter... Sidebar very
1: quickly. Yes. You can get dark lagers, like as in black lagers.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, these are the historical beers prior to this time were dark lagers, So this is a
1: beer that's brewed with... Uh, roasted malts dark malts but still using the bottom
0: Yeah, different yeast, yeast, right? So they're producing. It's not an ale, but it is black. Yeah, so they're producing the same beers other people are producing. They're just using a different yeast. So they're Mm -hmm. creating a completely different variety of beer. Like the real, the distinct thing about this area of the world is they're using this lager yeast. So they're doing what other people are doing it, but they're all bringing their unique. Like you have these distinct areas. So England is doing interesting things. Um, Germany's doing interesting things. Belgium is like they're all got their own little thing they're doing. Um, So anyway, we'll talk about that later. Um, Okay, so basically, what's happening is in the 1800s, pale beer is getting really, really popular. And the Czechs, or what is modern day Czechoslovakia, I think back then was Bohemia, um, is producing. pilsners starting to produce pilsners from the town of pilsen um which is now in the czech republic right um and they're getting very 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 popular and this is the, the just push-in. just in bohemia or everywhere. also they are spreading out germans everywhere. love it too yes yes and so well do they, uh, do they have the four ingredient rule um no no the czechs don't have that right but so it, you can import dirty beer uh, well, I mean, the, 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 what do you mean you're going to import dirty? beer? Oh, it? sorry. Yeah, yeah, well, okay. So let me get to this, right? So everyone's starting to produce pale beer. That's becoming the new popular. you got to remember all these breweries are just looking around at their competitors going, shit, they're doing this. This is popular. How do we respond to this, right? So the Germans are like, okay, well, we could start trying to produce a, a piltstone or we could kind of put our own twist on it. And this is what they did with the Hellas Lager. They put their own twist on it. Now, the twist is subtle. <laughs> everything in lager is subtle it's very very subtle um, you know like pilsner for example they're using sort of like hops like saz which has a little bit more spice to it um Spil- pilsner Spilsner. pilsner does have a little bite i agree with you yeah that. a little bit of a the hop
1: yeah it's a, it's, i've never never thought of it as spice until you've just said that but i agree it's one of the reasons
0: i don't love love it is that it has a little it's a it's it's not it's not as clean it has that little yeah and they're not as um a lot of the pilsners we're getting from overseas are a bit rubbish anyway right like we're not getting good examples of it um you know like heineken we talked about green bottles and the issues with that um but anyway so their twist on it essentially is using like halitale hops which have less of that sort of spice character and they're actually putting more sort of um, but it's a noble hop they're all noble hops, right? Yeah. So it's yeah.
1: types. Noble hop is not the type of hop.
0: No, it's just a just it's loose a description category. of these are the these are the European hops that were held in high standard. If you want to produce a good beer, you should use a noble hop, right? right? Like you're using a hop that's of a high variety of a high standards. And essentially, um, the Hell's Lager is a little bit more bready, like it's got a little bit more malt character to it, um, and that's what they're trying to achieve with that bready in the same way. Because we talked about this in a previous episode, where you were
1: saying it has this it has this bread flavor. that... in that that same context?
0: You're just getting more malt flavor, right? Like, you you can kind of taste the distinction between hops and malt, right? The malt's like the that that sort of i mean i had to describe it that bread flavor that sort of like multi thickness about it whereas the hops are like the spices or the you know like i don't um, think you could see his face listeners as you as he was, saying. He was so <laughs> excited there's, there's facial expressions there's there's it's there's little little flourishes um anyway so so uh you know um Spatton Brewery is kind of really leading the charge in here. They produced their first golden lager called a Hellas in 1894, and that's what really, like, that's the first sort of official thing that we're looking at is this is a Hellas lager, but obviously breweries were producing that product. And labeled as such, it was a Hellas lager? It was a, la- yeah, it was labeled as So it's as a such.
1: bright lager. Yes, as opposed to the dark lagers, they were probably already brewing. Yeah, yeah,
0: okay. yeah. So yeah. people were used to I've drinking dark lagers, and then suddenly they're like, "Oh, this is amazing! This is light. This is interesting." Um, it was also at the time that they're starting to introduce uh, refrigeration technology. So, sort of, um, Spaten was one of the first breweries in Munich to install refrigeration technology, and so in the 1870s, that's where they did that, and they were able to pump out more of it. A lot of this using stuff, it
1: to keep the beer cold or to support the fermentation
0: to support process. Support the fermentation right. process, right? Meaning so they can, can brew through more through often. summer. Yes, they can brew more often. It's a changer. Yeah, and this is like a big thing through all of these is like the reason these beer styles take off is because they can produce more of it at a cheaper price. And so consumers are like, hell yeah, like let's let's buy this
1: because it's cheaper and it's more available. Are people also consuming these types of beers in the same way as they were the porters we described earlier in episode two, as in they're just pummeling them all day every day
0: oh yeah oh yeah 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 People... so, so this this period
1: in in human history was just a period of drunkenness like all all human
0: history like you know well, i'm not drunk okay, normally so... during the day except when we record this podcast so the slaves when they were building the pyramids they, they were, weren't drunk they were given 10 pints a day of what beer of beer that was like the historical thing like that was part of their I guess payment and like without you know slaves tend not to get <laughs> paid per se, but they do have to be fed, and it was part of that that process. So it's like, oh, like at the end of the day, or you can just like just no, they drink through it. It's like the cow cal- like how they you're consume you're calories, planning, right? Planning and we're gonna something. do we're gonna do like farmhouse ales, like saisons and things like, that, which is definitely how you pronounce that. Just as a bit of a heads up, <laughs> um, little, um, beer, beer guards beer and there. things like that. And those ones were they're like farmhouse ales. They were drunk by farmers as they were producing. There's actually this fun saying Milk the cow, drink the beer Yeah, there's this fun saying on farms It's like it takes a lot of beer to produce wine And it's like talking about how they used to drink beers all day So they could make wine Um, Anyway, fun story Uh, Okay, so essentially this is when lagers really kicked off Late 1800s, refrigeration technology, pale beer People were like, this is unique and interesting Had had refrigeration technology
1: uh, taken off outside of the brewing industry?
0: yeah for sure like there were other elements of of thing but the brewing industry was really driving refrigeration technology it was like a great way to make money right Um, and you know like uh, refrigeration in your home was sort of the last thing to come right I like the idea that to brew our
1: beer we were using fridges but then we bought meat and put it on the kitchen bench
0: <laughs> and just let it sit there. And then everyone got sick and, and went, but at least our beer tastes good. Well, I mean, there was like they had like they would build in cellars and caves and stuff to keep cool. They would like have ice farming as a thing. I don't know if that's a thing. But anyway, um, so it, it's important to understand. It's like this is how lager became so incredibly popular. And then we sort of hit the early 1900s and lager just kept going. Like it just kept being the number one beer sort of thing and there was a number of things that happened during the 1900s like uh, prohibition in the us and stuff that slowed things down but it just meant that like it made people forget about all the old styles because prohibition happened you know in the us or whatever and, and england had somewhat similar things going on they started to forget about all their old styles and they just started to think lager was the only kind of beer that existed it's like it's the beer dark ages it's the beer dark ages, right? The 1900s were the beer dark ages and when
1: we I know we talked about this briefly before, but it's like this 1970s when the Renaissance starts. Is that right?
0: Yeah, the 70s, 80s sort of thing. And it, like during that time too, like we saw the industrialization of, of big, like a lot of small scale breweries disappeared and they started to be gobbled up by these big brewers. And we just had these like, Large behemoth companies you know like the biggest company in the world is um, Anna and Bush InBev or whatever the like AB as in to this day right. to thing. this day yeah like they the biggest owns... company in the world is a no 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 like the biggest brewing oh, the right. biggest brewery right but the, the I, think, of... I think Apple and Google might have something to say like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh Tesla isn't that like yeah. a, anyway um Anyway, so the, like we had these big behemoths and it's only now that we're starting to see like this resurgence of the small brewery, the local brewery sort of thing. And then of course the it's, big breweries coming in and buying them and... We, but, we won't go there. I've, 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 I've said my piece on that. They're selling out, right? Uh, okay, cool. All right, so that's pretty much the history of it. I do have some thoughts on like the style notes, but we could probably talk about I that. I think
1: let's talk about that while we're drinking.
0: Yeah, okay. I'm right. excited slash...
1: You know, I'm pessimistic at the same time because it's lager, but let's see. Alright, let's take a short break
0: and let's get into beer one. Let's do it.
1: It, as I said, it, it's come in uh, cloaked. We are um, upping the mystery as we as we progress in this
0: show. So I, I enjoy surprising you and seeing the surprise on your face. So uh we have beer number one. I'm just gonna pull it out of my cloaking, which is a little too good. It's a bottle. It's a bottle, and it is a can you pronounce this for me? <laughs> There's a lot of letters. <laughs>
1: All right, it's a, it's a uh, Wayne Stefana. A Wayne Stefana Original Hellas Premium
0: Bavarium. Yes. The world's oldest brewery. The that is a big call. I did a lot of research on this, and now I'm looking at the bottle. I'm like, oh, it's all on the bottle. I don't know why I bothered going to the website. But the brewery has been around since 1040. So this is... I don't expect you to have the answer to this question,
1: but if if you do, it'll amaze me. So uh, the origins of beer, uh, uh, from what I've heard, is monks used to write X's on barrels in the ye ye oldie times, very, very oldie times. 10.40 must be... It was in a monastery. I was going to say, you must be pushing it. That must be roughly when beer was created.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, not f- beer was created. I guess,
1: I guess they had them in the pyramids. So.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's been around for a very long time, but um, essentially 1040, a monastery in Freising in Germany, just outside of Munich. And this is where this is from. How was so. my pronunciation? Do you want to have a better go? Um, we- Weinsteifener? Weinsteifener? You just got to, like, really pronounce the, yeah, like, German. I mean, you need the
1: German flourish. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I'm sure we've said it wrong, but that's okay because we're drinking it's, It looks like a big bottle. What, are we talking a pint? Um... I mean, it's a handful. It is a big bottle. Um... I don't know. I mean, 500 ml. So a pint. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and it does actually reference the Bavarian Purity Law of 15.6 on the back of it, which is good. Um... Yeah, also you can't drink it when you're pregnant, which is just a bit of a thing with beer, standard, I've noticed. Standard, um, probably good advice. Uh, okay, so this uses bohemian lager yeast, which is the most common yeast strain in the world. Okay. Yeah, uh, arguably because it's produced by, like, the likes of Heineken and right. all the lagers, whatever. Right? So that's the type of yeast that's that, that's made, that, you know, those Carlsberg Heineken. Yeah, I tried to get ingredients for this, and I actually struggled, but I did find... That green beacon you, haven't they? Yeah, they're green beaconed me. Um, <laughs> uh, look the label's not even on straight. What happened there? There's monks are really not paying attention. Um, th- th- I mean there are beers produced by monks still, like this like Trappist beers and things like that. So that are commercially available. Commercially available. Does it fit their, their vows? Yeah, it totally they've... does. Like what it's... they're
1: making money
0: yeah um and one of the there's a beer it's like west west velts and 12 which is like the most sought after beer in the world like people like it's it's crazy like they sell for 800 dollars plus on ebay per for a bottle, bottle. yes wow. um, and if you want to get it what you have to do is you go you go there you have to call they tell you when you can arrive at do you a- have to approach on your knees no, you, you generally pull up in a car and they right. give you a couple of cases, right? Um, but, and you've got to like promise them that you're not going to resell it. Um, I mean, but given
1: the price, this isn't going to happen. But before you mentioned the price, there was, I love this, this, this thought came to my mind that there's like these pure monks who have had this amazing craft and they love it dearly and then like just a bucks weekend from the UK turns up and buys two cases of it and just gets shit faced and just sort of just is blasphemous about everything they believe in well but
0: at $800 a bottle I think I'd be enjoying that one well they sell it quite cheap so they don't I mean they don't I think they sell it for like 40 euros for two cases right so it's not necessarily super expensive it just resells because it's so sought after Um, but yeah like I mean um, Trapper's Brewing is like a really highly sought after alcohol. The the reason they got into it, I guess, is like, um, in the past, you know, the church was trying to compete with bars and whatnot, and also like it's a great way to produce money to to sell or to also have people come and consume. have people come and be part of things and stuff. I and mean, they're trying to make money all the come time. Come drink right? our beer and um, read our. Bible. yeah a lot of these monasteries too like um, to raise money they brewed beer to then resell on the community and like sort of thing so that's kind of how that started. But it's like them it's like in, in modern day terms it'd
1: be the equivalent of the church producing meth.
0: <laughs> well yeah money's money yeah i mean well it's popular and it sells, and i think people like that um it was of a better quality like it was always like a really good quality and and you know like prior to hops it's like be- it's like uh the the church producing heisenberg quality myth <laughs> prior to hops being um in beer what they would add is a lot of other ingredients right like a hops wasn't always the thing that was in beer and so you would have like hallucinogens and things like Um, Magic mushroom beers. Yeah, yeah, essentially. So it's kind of like a a trip to God, right? Like that's the... The monks would be putting magic mushroom beers in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like it was a a religious thing to consume beer and be close to God, right? Because you would have these trips and they would like put cannabis in there. aside
1: Aside from the nerdy beer stuff I'm learning, the thing that surprises me most on this journey is that beer was just prevalent everywhere. And sounds like sanctioned by the church, just getting on trips. On- yeah.
0: Well, I mean, the church would, would find any way to w- make money, right? So, like... Big call. Cool. Yeah. Cool. But, you know, like, for example, um, you used to have... Like, you would pay the church to get out of... Um, uh, what's that in-between space or whatever they refer to it as? It's like... Um, Purgatory, right? Yeah You would like pay the church and then you would be promised to not be in purgatory or something like it was just like It was trying to make money. Anyway, let's drink this beer. Uh, <laughs> you ready for a crack. Yes, I'll be quiet well, that Was an okay crack. It, it was an okay. It was okay. I mean it's traveled
1: a long way to get here It wasn't the best but anyway, let's whilst yeah. you're pouring tell me about how lager travels. It's in a brown bottle It's hopefully not gonna have the the Heineken effect
0: lager tends to travel well right like the combination of the hops and um the, like a lot of the like it doesn't necessarily have the floral aromatics that you're getting from like a ale or something like that that i'm like you've got to drink it within the first couple of months um so it does travel pretty well but i mean it can you it's got nothing to hide behind so you do really potentially get flavors in there that you know if, if it's brewed badly you know about it when you talk to me about the color, so it's it, it's definitely bright, it's, very bright, it's super light gold. Yes, and it is
1: exceptionally clear. Yes, there is, this the, would be very filtered, right? Like, there is there is no haze. I, I'm looking through the glass and I can basically just see you. Yes,
0: and an issue that comes up with lagers is DMS, um, dimethyl sulfide. I can't remember what it is. Um, essentially, when you like malt or when you um, cook when you mash um or boil boil, it can create this DMS flavor which is kind of like this cooked corn taste right Um, and so what you do is when you boil you make sure that it can boil off um, because if you covered it then that sort of goes back into it and also like in a ferment smokes it yeah and then well it gets rid of it and then in a fermentation um, a vigorous fermentation will get rid of it that's why ales tend to have less DMS Um, but lagers because they're not what do you mean by vigorous like they stir it yeah so like an ale like you can actually when it's fermenting you can see it like it moves it's bubbling the liquid bubbling and moving and, and twisting from the, and, yeast. from the yeast, right, wow. as it's consuming this thing and producing CO2 or the sugars and producing CO2, it's just, they're just going nuts. But lager is slower, it, it does it very slow, and so it doesn't necessarily have the same blow off. So, if you if your like, systems are not good, then you can actually taste a lot of DMS. Anyway, tell me about your thoughts. on. I saw you took I've, had a, I've sip. had a
1: sneaky sip as well as a smell. Um, I'm, I'm I'm gonna I'm disappointed that I'm about to say this, but it's it's actually fairly tasty mm. It, it um, there's something different and we touched on this in the intro that I, I would like you to talk about this is not a, a mass produced lager in the context of uh, you know 4X uh, 2E's uh, th- this tastes like a you know a, a German beer yes this is the type of beer I would expect to drink at Oktoberfest yes so why is that why is it why is this so much better than in one take one sip than a you know a, a, just a, a, another crappy mass produced lager
0: perception so this beer would they probably produce more of this than 4x would produce right like it is going when
1: you say perception do you mean as in if you if i was blindfolded i don't and, think and you, you told, told me difference. this was, i think you'd you like, told me this was german and you served me forex i'd go bloody delicious i
0: feel like that would happen <laughs> yes um i mean arguably there's a couple of things so um perception like i think um this is a mass produced bit no doubt about this this is well available. it's a fancy it's like, label though it is pretty fancy um i'm definitely getting some like light struck. like that's that's in there like that's happening i think we've been over this a few times
1: I just don't have a sophisticated enough palate to, to get that. It, it, it's not. I I think it's quite nice. Yes. I mean, yeah. It's, yeah, let's let's calm the enthusiasm a little bit. It's not the most amazing beer I've ever had, but it surprised me that it had a little bit of flavour to it.
0: Yeah, it, I mean, it's got like it's got a good bready taste to it. It's like quite flavorful. It's um, arguably too like the, the reason you might not like a lot of Australian lagers is they use Australian hops. Um, and you know, Pride of Galaxy and these tropical hops. There was like ones called like Pride of Ringwood um, that was really common um, for Australian brewers, and it's got like a really rough bitter taste to it. Um, whereas what we're dealing with here is German hops. We're dealing with Hallertauer, which has got a really like nice floral taste. Noble hops. They, they know their stuff. Tell me about the label. I can I'm, see. I'm, I can see it looking so at over like. So disappointed.
1: Liking... Um, I mean, it's a, it is a fancy label. There's lots of gold. There's a there's like some sort of um, a coat of arms. Uh, it says Bayern, which I imagine must mean it's come from from Munich. Um, it says what? Sorry, what was the Bayern? Oh, does that mean Munich? Well, there's a soccer team called Bayern Munich, so. Ah, okay, excellent. My my only reference point there, but. uh, Good one, yes. um, But really, they've not done a great job on the story, which is disappointing to me. I love the marketing.
0: Is there a story, or is there just? There's a list of
1: ingredients. Yeah. uh, And there's some German stuff, which might be a story, but I don't think so.
0: Store dark and keep cool. I had a little look at the website and there wasn't a lot of story about this, but, um, you know, they were one of the first producers of Hellas Beer as well. They're very early on in the piece. I couldn't get a Spaten beer, sadly, or Spaten, but um, yeah, I I quite enjoy it. how How would you rate this beer?
1: It's tricky, you know. I was I was reflecting on our very high ratings in the Porter episode. We got excited. We got, we got excited. So I'm going to adopt a far more moderate approach
0: to my ratings. Can I describe the beer style first before yes. you rate it? So maybe this will like she like. Arguably, we should be rating to style. Like, how much do we think this matches the style? Right. Um, okay. So there's three. I'm, I'm not sure I'm pos- I can do that, but let's okay. Have... There's three things we're looking for. So aroma, from an aroma perspective, we're looking a medium aroma of malt in the form of grainy sweetness. Um, there can be slight notes of that DMS I talked about, but ideally, it's quite clean and bright and 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 nice. Um, low to low medium hop aroma presenting as floral, spicy, and or herbal, and the malt should dominate the balance with fresher examples. Of exuding more of that malty sweetness um, mouth fill medium body medium carbonation uh, playing to the smooth and soft palate experience of the well of the best well lagered examples taste medium maltiness of sweet grainy and low whispers of bread lending to its soft roundness on the palate um, hot bitterness only slightly balancing at a low to medium levels and hot flavors in the same low to medium range pres- present as herbal floral or spicy It was the same things set over and over again that's a lot there
1: um, Look, all that considered, with the overlay that, as I've said a few times, lagers generally aren't my favourite style. But this is a I, this surprised me a little bit. Yes, I'm going to say six out of ten. Okay. Which is which is low, but it is also conscious of the fact that I got a little bit excited in the last episode.
0: Yeah. Okay. I okay. Um, I have no real memory of what occurred in the previous episodes, apart from we went quite high on the Porter episode, and I I stand by my comments. <laughs> um, I'm gonna make this a seven point five. Uh, I feel like it's a pretty good rating. I feel like there's a little bit of you know. I'm interested to try fresher styles and uh, fresher examples and see what happens. Not to give anything away for beer two and three, uh, but I thought we'd start we'd start old and then maybe move our way up.
1: Now old in two forms, I think old obviously in the history 1040 as you said. Yes. Um, the best before date on this beer is um, July. Yes. Uh, so when do we think that
0: beer was brewed? 12 months prior to that? Potentially, yeah. I mean, it it could be longer, but... Right. Yeah. I mean, you can have 18 months. There's no real set standard on these things on But we're probably
1: talking about a beer that was brewed, you
0: know, close to a year ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, anyway, I think that was a pretty good beer. Um, Before we move on to beer two, do we want to throw out surprise snack? I'm excited. Are you ready for surprise snack? I'm really excited. I love surprise snack. I I actually think in terms of... um, uh, for our listeners it's probably not that exciting but for, for me personally we get to eat so. being able to eat with these beers is something I quite enjoy so what do you got for me
1: alright well the quick backstory here is um, I tried to put a lot of effort in but it's going to look like I didn't so I don't have to justify this before I... <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually went looking for I knew we were doing this uh, style Helles Lager and I went looking for German snacks yes would have made sense right I almost brought a jar of um uh sauerkraut yeah okay I thought no it could be interesting sauerkraut and a cracker but it's too messy so I couldn't be bothered
0: okay <laughs> but I- <laughs> this is a brilliant brilliant episode a brilliant uh, part of this episode uh so in
1: instead of that I really channeled the the vibe the the theme of Bruce Brothers which is inconsistent uh, pairings and matches. Okay. So for our German beer episode, I have brought a New Zealand snack. <laughs> um, I'm told by a, a trusted New Zealand source that this is somewhat of a cult following, so don't be too underwhelmed. Okay. Um, but I brought, as I uncrinkle the package, Bluebird crisps, which are the uh, favorite chips of our Kiwi friends, cheese and bacon rations. Okay. With a picture of a penguin. I, I have a number of questions. <laughs> and, the, and the packet says, a cheese and bacon attack.
0: Okay, I can see that the penguin is attacking. So that I guess that solves my first question. I think basically we've Why got
1: Cheerios that are cut in half.
0: Okay. Um, what ins- I'll
1: uncrackle quickly.
0: What inspired this? Like, What was the, the driver here that you thought would go well with Hellaside? They like don't that? look great. Yeah, they don't look good at all. No. <laughs> kind of like a puffed up twisty. Yeah. Wait, wait, you talk about... You, I'm going to taste some while you talk about... Okay. Why... What your thought process is. I got
1: lambasted, like. if, lambasted. Lambasted? Lambasted? Um, in the... We mispronounce everything in, in the In the Porter episode by going too close to style. Okay. Yes. And so I wanted to go sort of different. Obviously, I already talked about how I wanted to go German, but ended up in New Zealand. Um... Also, I was expecting no flavor from the beer, so I wanted to
0: go flavor. Yeah, okay. Can I, can I tell you something? I bloody love them. <laughs> <laughs> they're good. delicious, they're really great. I haven't had the bum. Those kiwi, Kiwis know how to make good food. What do you think? They are quite tasty. They're, yeah. they're a bit the of a, bacon flavour is interesting. It comes through. Mm. And I think, you know, in contrast with the lager, I, I think this is a win. I, I, actually, I feel this is way better than, <laughs> than uh, last
1: episode. I like how I put in way more effort last time. I thought about it, I matched it, and it was a dud. And this one, I'm not going to lie, even though I've told it as a story... Kind of went to the shops at the last minute and, and got
0: something. Is this Nailed is this it. available in like a coal situation no, no, or did you go, no. to, a go speci- to a specialty Well, shop. I mean, that that's that speaks highly, right? Like that's a, that's anyway, this is great. If uh, anyone gets the opportunity to try Bluebird cheese and bacon rations, I uh, encourage them to give it a go. All right, you want to move on
1: to beer too? Let's do it. We'll be back. All right.
0: To, uh, beer 2.
1: Beer 2, similarly like cloaked in secrecy. Yeah, I feel like
0: Beer 1 was a success. I feel like that works pretty good. I agree. I mean, mm. I, I rated it lowly, but it was tasty. I thought I would start with like the older style brewery and maybe what we would do is we would move up through the time. Okay. So I have, um, a, again, like a local-ish brewery. Um, but a bit older than perhaps some of the more local ones you're used to. Uh, so when you say okay. localish, you mean this is an Australian brewer? Australian brewer. Okay. Um, Making a Hellas Lager? Uh, let's look at the <laughs> Uh Okay. So I have a Burley Blonde Beer Garden Lager by okay. Burley Brewing. Have you ever been to Burley Brewing?
1: No but I've had Burley Brewing beers before.
0: Yes, so Burley Brewing is like a bit of a leader in craft beer, really in Australia, right? They actually started their brewery in 2006, which is well before anyone, right? I picked this up, even though it doesn't specifically say Heller's Lager. It, it, you know, they say they use German hops. Um, it's a very like it's a bright lager. Um, They've just translated Hellas. Yeah, I think what they're trying to find is like a like a, a, a good terminology that's going to work with an Australian market. So I thought that might be a good good beer to try. Let's do it. Cool. It's a, so it's a can. It's I'm, a can. I'm expecting a, a crisp opening. Let's let's try let's try the opening. Ready. Oh, it was good. That was good. That, that was, was good. Great. I mean, I didn't, I didn't necessarily get a ton of shh that sort of noise. I want.
1: Well, in the future, we'll shake them up.
0: That's true. That's true. All right. So, doing a bit of a pour. She's Talk- definitely bright. Talk to me about the color. How do you feel about it?
1: I should have saved something to do the direct comparison, but it, I mean, it, it's it's very similar. Very very bright. Yes. Clear as 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 imaginable. More head, but I think that's a can bottle thing.
0: Arguably, it's fresher. Um, I don't think you'd it, hope it's fresher. It's got a best before 13 August, so it actually might not be super fresh at all, really. You know what I think's happening
1: here is that Burley make really good beer, and people are like. Phew. Leave the uh, bright lager alone.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Unfairly, if I would say. I mean, I mean I, if, if one thing going to come out of this episode is that I've learned that not all lagers are crap.
0: Burley Brewing is actually owned by a husband and wife team, Peter and Brennan Fielding. Still? Uh, still owned by them, yeah. Was... When
1: Asahi come knocking, say no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> do not accept the offer. It's too tempting, but don't do it. Um, what, what are you getting on sort of uh, the, the aroma notes?
1: See, I, I, I must admit, I struggle, and this is one of my criticisms with lager, why I've been making fun of it this whole time, is nothing. Like, I mean, it, it just smells like a a beer. Yes. Whereas compared to, you know, these days you have a hoppy ale and you, you have a whiff and you go, oh, there's some real
0: guts to that. Do you ever find, though, like, you know, there's circumstances where drinking a lager is, like, you mow the lawn and then you just like, I just want a beer that I can smash. Like Definitely, definitely.
1: I'm not saying that it's not it doesn't have a time and place i'm just saying when you ask for like things like uh aromas i don't know there isn't there isn't anything but that's not always a bad thing
0: that's true that's true i'm very conscious too that surprise snack is uh quite a loud consumable food i'm just like really (laughs) enjoying this this bacon cheese and bacon attack attack yeah um Um, and it took me about flavor what are you thinking
1: Sorry, I'm. I'm the, one of the challenges with getting such a flavoursome snack is that it's really drowning out the beer. But let me have one more quick sip.
0: I should. I should definitely um, stop eating during this. Uh, this approach. <sighs> See, similar, very similar. Similar. Okay. Are you getting? Because apply your fancy palate. <laughs> This is great. I'm loving this. Um, I'm okay. So first of all, I'm not getting that light strike that we we're getting from the other one. That maybe it was. Maybe I thought the German taste
1: was light strike. Yeah. Because maybe every German beer I've ever had has been light strike.
0: Potentially, yeah. I mean, that's a really common thing that people associate foreign beers. They're like, oh, this is the taste of it, but in fact, that is just like a, an off Be- flavor. So, so when I
1: go to Oktoberfest, I'm like, oh, the taste of Germany. It's light
0: strike. Yes, yeah, and you, you like if you actually go to Oktoberfest in Germany, you're probably the, the not beers getting The like this. Um, the hop flavor, I'm getting that more spicy style flavor, like that that Pilsner discussion. I guess we're having like those SARS hops that have a bit more spice to them rather than Hallertau. Um, are you getting that as well? I'm struggling on this one. I mean, it's not to say it's not a bad beer. It just
1: doesn't have a lot of flavor
0: yeah see I, I think um, I'm enjoying this more because the flavour I guess you were enjoying from the previous beer was in fact an off flavour <laughs> right um, I was loving the offness but I mean people do people like it so I mean well, like like, was,
1: like, who am I to say that that's that, not a you were saying this last episode too that it's like that, that is now the flavour of your Carlsbergs and your Heinekens it's yeah like they the, I'm assuming the reason they bottle them in green bottles is they're banking on light strike.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's just become it's synonymous with the flavour of that beer. So, I mean, who am I to say that that's not something that this this is, this is
1: probably closer to a well, it is an Australian lager, but it's closer to what an, and you know quintessential Australian lager for me I think In that don't get me wrong if you well if you, you, you did buy me this beer I'm going to drink it and I'm going to enjoy it yes I'm probably not likely to buy this at the bottle shop next time I go
0: yeah okay but okay.
1: I probably aren't Like, I'm not likely to buy the is either
0: Weinsteiner <laughs> you, missed, <laughs> you missed about ten of the letters you, that's part of the German language <laughs> they're all silent <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> German like if we have any German listeners they're just like oh my god this is a design <laughs> um, and don't worry we look forward to offending many many other cultures as we work through their beers so um, it, I mean I'm really enjoying this I think this is a great beer um, you know like sometimes I enjoy a good lager I mean I would never this is we've been over this many many a time I would never
1: order it mm. but it's it's enjoyable <laughs> as we've discussed numerous times already in the you know, infancy of this show I just like beer yes I think that's why you asked me that's that's true. That's true. Yes. Um, so I mean, it's it's definitely not uh, you know drinkable. It's, it's just
0: probably not my favourite style okay and I think that's what makes you like my good first co-host for this show you know like I think that easy on the first I'm yeah. bringing valuable <laughs> things to this show is the juice bringing surprise snacks? I'm sure like you're going to add tons of value to the next three to four episodes and then we'll move on and everyone will be happy um, okay cool alright well I think um, I think we've pretty much got out about this uh do we want to talk about what's our next uh... we haven't rated do you want to rate the beer cheers I'm, I'm ready to move forward <laughs> okay right. a little a little, little tipsy on the lagers okay so you go first this time all right so you went six last time and i went 7.5 right. okay so to just to remind our listeners we are talking about a burly blonde beer garden lager just quickly
1: while you think about your lap your your rating I've, I've already forgotten the marketing spiel and this one like all good australian cans does have a marketing spiel so just uh five percent uh alcohol standard 375 mil can i like that i really hate when when they go the 330s
0: yeah uh, like what is a 330 that annoys
1: me rubbish. don't do that um so it says
0: is there a 330 can or is that a bottle thing no no a can you can get 330 cans it's like what's the point anyway go on read, um, read the spiel it says
1: it's short and sweet Inspired by traditional German lager brewing, a crisp, balanced, sun-kissed, blonde lager. Blonde. Sorry about the burp there. Blonde. Designed to have more fun. I quite like that as a little sign off there. That's <laughs> got me. I'm glad I read the spiel before I gave the rating.
0: Okay, okay.
1: Just, can we quickly talk about one word or a hyphenated word they've used there, which is interesting to me. They are calling out sun-kissed is that a nod to light strike do you think or is no, it just no, summer
0: I, I think fun. it's a nod to like summer lagers right. like just bronze enjoy. just just. it'd just, be really weird they're just like hey wonderful off tastes like you know here's a DMS beer <laughs> enjoy everyone loves cooked corn right like I actually don't mind cooked corn yeah I, mean, I guess so but not in a beer right um, okay alright so I gave this the last one a 7.5 which is the original Hellas from White <laughs> that's where I get it right. Every time, um, I'm going to give this an eight. I feel Ooh. oh, actually, I'm an 8.5. Five. Yeah, well, for, in terms of a lager, this is this is a lager, okay? Right? This, so, is, this, if is I was looking for a bright, easy drinking lager, this is it's hard to fault this. Um, do you have any? I'm guessing you're not going to rate as high as I did.
1: I had to have a second sip, and sorry for the quick radio science there because it's, I mean, that's that's high. Um, to style. In terms star, of my favourite beers, it's probably I'm not. I'm having to really challenge myself here on the light strike issue because this is not what I think of as a German beer. Yes, but I'm I'm I am challenged by the fact that maybe what I think of as German beer just is off beer, and that if I ever and hopefully do make it to Oktoberfest one day, the beers will taste more like this. Um, After you leave the show and I have a new co-host, but yeah, go on, sorry. <laughs> Hey, when I leave, I'm taking the listeners you. <laughs> you do have
0: our only Instagram login, so and I probably got the, the passwords. <laughs> <laughs> so you're kind of stuck with me. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Give it, give it the rating, and let's move forward. Um, I, I'm probably
1: semi-influenced by your rating as well as the marketing spiel. I also just like local. I'm going to say it's better than the first. I I can't give it as high as you've given it. I'm going
0: to land at seven. Okay. Seven's pretty good. Yeah. Seven out of ten. Okay. Cool. Um, Our next segment, um, it's the one I hate the most. I really don't enjoy it. Can the close a close? All right. Are you ready? Well, I mean, no, but...
1: (laughs) To be honest, actually, what I'm noticing is in your preparation and um, uh, research you're actually getting way more detailed. And and I suspect it's because of this segment
0: yes yeah i mean you tend to ask a lot of questions that suggest that i'm definitely need to know a lot more the reason why i say that specifically is in
1: previous episodes we've got to this stage and you've probably said two maybe of the five things yes you've hit a lot of these
0: yeah okay okay
1: easy on bringing those notes back up.
0: i can't can't have my notes for this (laughs) come on
1: all right We'll jump straight into it. So remember, uh, the format, five questions, uh, and and we're looking for three or more for the pass. Okay. That's but, a new addition, but yeah, go on. Well, it's standard university rules, I imagine. I guess so. Um, question one.
0: Hellas Lager. Preferred glassware. You, you got me on this on a previous one. Um, I have no
1: idea. I'll give you one clue you have nailed the glassware that we're drinking out of.
0: Like I um, I don't even know what this is called. And uh, again, I apologize because this is an audio format and we're talking about the- So we're drinking out of flutes,
1: which is the preferred glassware of a Hellas Lager. I kind of, I knew this, this
0: glass works with
1: it, but I didn't know what it was called, so. Anyway. Uh, I thought you'd get that one. Okay, zero from one. Um, question two, Spaten, Spartan, whatever we want to call it, brewery. Uh, believed to be the first brewery to install and utilize what technology? Refrigeration!
0: Woo! Nailed it. it. I really did cover that
1: in the uh, Um, the research. One from two. Question three. When was the first Hellis brewed? You did cover
0: this. 1894. Nailed it. Mate. Two from three. I'm actually, maybe I was too quick to say bad things about this segment. It's quite good. Question four.
1: Uh, I'm after the brewer's name who invented Hellas Lager, and I will give you one clue. It's not the name that you mentioned in the intro as the original um, uh, owner of yeah. Spaten. Spaten.
0: I mean, arguably, could it be his? Because he like sold it to his sons. Um, Have you got a name for me? I mean, is it something Deslamar? Uh, Mister Deslamar. Uh, it is we, Maybe I've written it down wrong Because
1: D-E-S-L-M-A nah, For some reason I've written down Sedlamar uh, okay ma, But I think I think I've uh, Gabriel's Deslamar Yes I'll give you a half mark
0: I'll give you a half mark I feel like I should get a full mark For that one <laughs> We I mean, didn't get Gabriel I got the actual Gabriel's the ride, one so. that went on the junket <laughs> Yeah, yeah He definitely Loving his best life <laughs> Yeah
1: Alright Question five Always the tricky one Not be related
0: Oh man! <laughs> it can't be related to like current events. This is no, no, no. Cape Helles,
1: which is in Turkey, so Cape Helles in okay. Turkey, yes, is best known for what?
0: And it's not beer related.
1: Well, yeah, I've given that
0: away already. I mean,
1: I, I don't know. It's in Turkey, and it's a cape, like
0: As in Ish like. <laughs> I mean, I... it's where the Gallipoli landings took place. Okay, I be, I mean I've been there, but I didn't. There you go. Yeah, I didn't realize that. I was... thought that was quite topical.
1: I mean, we're in we're in Australia. We were involved in that. It was some sort of the founding of our military might. So yes. Um, anyway, two and a half, pass. Okay. In the future, one word of of, of um of of suggestion, is. You, you, you're seeing a theme here right is that you're going to get four beer related questions
0: yes and then one and where then I... just know something about the word yes yeah exactly. okay okay uh all right so do you want to move forward to let's try beer three let's do it all right
1: Beer three. Beer three. Feeling a little bit tipsy, so it'll be interesting to see how we go.
0: So, okay, so we started with a beer uh, from a brewery that started in 1040. Yeah. Um, fair enough, the, the beer that we drank was probably not uh, brewed around that time, but uh, it's an older style beer. We then moved to a local beer but a little bit older, 2006 sort of thing. What I wanted to do is kind of move through the ages and move to a very recent brewery that's started, right? Uh, okay, so the beer I have, I'm pulling it out, and I think you're going to love this, this can I Love the can. Uh, Ten Toes Brewing Hell Yes Lager. Ooh, I like the name too. Yeah, so why don't you, why don't you describe the can? Uh, here you go, you can have a look what? at it. So first of all, we,
1: we went over this in the last last episode. I'm a sucker for a black can. Yes well
0: you are yeah i forgot about that, that i just is, i think so it's I just, a black can yeah it's yes. a black
1: can when they do the, the the top bits black this one has a gold ring pull oh. i mean that is uh, to, i know i went I was a little bit hard for the um uh the what was the porter we had up here um I don't, don't know worry. you're the one telling the story. Don't worry. Don't <laughs> worry. I, went, I, I, I really loved um, uh, one of the cans last episode, but this is is it might even be better.
0: This so, is part of their core range too. So this sort of can art is actually what a lot of their cans wow. look like. Um, so quick,
1: so quickly, obviously, black can um, label. Um, there's all kinds of weird and, and funky stuff going on. There's there's a, a snake, a, a, an upside down skateboard that looks like there's some sort of Hindu gods happening, some sort of Buddha symbol. Um, it's,
0: it's, it's a, it's a sexy camp. Have you had a 10 toes beer before? No, Do I have about them? Where are they from? So they're from the Sunshine Coast. So they're in Alex yeah. Headlands. Um, uh, they started in 2016. Um, I couldn't really get much information about them other than that. They don't have a ton on their website, but I probably should have read the can. It's early. It's early for the marketing spiel. But can we
1: just jump straight to it? Get in. All get right. In. <laughs> so I love this. This is my favorite of the day so far. This is what they say about the 10 toes, Um brewing hell yes lager and i think it's going to really resonate with any of our listeners that maybe are sick of us talking about some of these new age hoppy beers and they go just just cut your shit and get to a real beer basically yes because it says this is a new world hellas lager for people who like crisp beery tasting beer contains no fruity shit (laughs) <laughs> I love it. I love it. I mean, personally, I don't mind the fruity shit, but
0: I get it. I we, get. It. We live for the fruity shit, right? Um, interestingly, so this is part of their core range. So they've committed to the Hellas Lager, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, I'm impressed. They so the hop they use is Motueka, which is a New Zealand hop. Which controversial? I, which I thought was a fun contrast with surprise hey. snack, where we had a New Zealand snack. So I like. This is, is, does this mean it's not a noble hop? Uh, I mean arguably no uh, it's a good substitute for Saz so it's very okay. similar to what I imagined the hop was from the previous style right. we had um, so you know like uh, generally brewers want to grow hops recent like uh, like uh, very close to them sorry recent uh, very close to them so it makes sense that they're going to have a New Zealand substitute um, it's an independent beer which is good it's not Love owned it. by Love it. any of these big behemoth breweries Some Sunny Coast have you been I haven't been no. We should go I've never been to Burley Brewing either We should go there as well We should Let's <laughs> let's leave Let's go now Okay alright So I'm going to go with the crack um, I'm going to let you do this Because you seem to like the gold um, It has a gold ring pull people That's Have you ever gold. seen
1: a gold ring pull? Yeah it's pretty impressive right, It almost so, feels like a shame To actually crack so good, it
0: but It seems like he's struggling Go on Oh, There was a froth
1: There was a froth
0: It sprayed on me That's how <laughs> great it was I love it Alright so you, you can do a pull then <laughs> Um... <laughs> So, Go on. I won't uh, say that out loud Crouchy has this thing uh, wherever he cracks a beer he doesn't even notice he does it he turns the ring pull to the side always to the right as well um, it's a really bizarre feature and I, I've tried turning it back to see if you notice you don't notice so but then you're pretty boozy uh, immediately um, this is quite clear but I actually am getting a little bit of haze from it maybe it's not as filtered as perhaps other beers that we've had I've got little little chunk, chunky bits in mind oh okay i'm not really seeing oh yeah i see it i mean it could be just a bit of backwash from the we're using the same glass from previous beers because that's the kind of people we are Um, filth filth what do you think of the aroma again are you getting any are you getting any aroma or just smells like beer
1: it smells like beer
0: but i mean the can told us that it's a beery beer for for beery people without worrying about fruity fruity bullshit or whatever it was yeah um I'm getting, We're gonna have to R-rate this podcast, sadly, because of all that. Is help. that is shit a, a, an R-rated word? I don't know. Anyway, but uh, someone dropped an F bomb before. I don't know who that was. Yeah, it might have been me. Um, smells great. It smells great. I don't know if you've just taken a sip. What are your thoughts?
1: Interestingly, I'm, I'm probably off base here, but it tastes a little bit like the first one to me. I'm getting more more flavour than the second.
0: Yeah. Okay. I actually agree with you.
1: I but think- but I'd be surprised if it was light strike, considering it comes in a fully black can.
0: That's true. Hmm. Maybe it's like a more bready flavor I guess from the um from the the malt we're we yeah, getting a bit a,
1: of that it's a, so yeah i guess so like it's s- like a sweetness. sweeter yeah. yes yeah,
0: yeah
1: which which i think is it's ironic considering they're trying to draw the line and say there's no fruit uh, so much of those other styles is that sort of sweetness in the beer yes and you're getting a little bit of this in that
0: i think this it's has been, been a good contrast so you know we're drinking a 10 toes brewing hell yes or hell is yet lager um it's a good contrast with this burly brewing blonde beer um which i think is probably going more of a Pills in the style, like I'm definitely getting more sort of. Malt flavor from it, which is pretty good. I'm not necessarily getting light strike. Um,
1: no, no, no. I, d- I didn't mean that. I just more mean it, it, it there's it, more flavor. Yeah, there. I see what you mean. Yeah, the, the first one probably had flavor because it was off. The second one was quite bland, but not necessarily in a bad way. Just it was it just you know, as you say, it's a beer you have after on a hot day after you've mowed the lawn. Yeah, this one has a little bit of oomph to it, just think, a little
0: bit. I think so. The German beer, like I got a bit of light strike, but I didn't think it was super pronounced. Like you know, I've had other beers where it's just like that's all you can. T- so I guess we were getting a combination of that light strike, but also a yeah. bit of breadiness. And this is the benefit of having three beers side by side of the same style. Is there anything in the fact that the middle beer
1: wasn't actually a Helles Lager? Oh, because, I think Because I'm getting more in common with one and three than I am with two.
0: Yes. Yeah. So I think, um, you know, for, for context, it's like the, the first one was the, I hate pronouncing this, but the Wenzweiner. <laughs> getting worse. (laughs) There's at least three more syllables. I swear it's getting worse. The -er. Weihenstein. Um but the, the German original hellers, and yeah I'm definitely getting way more Combination, uh, very, like similarities between that and the Tento's Hellas Lager, the Burly Blonde. I think that this is actually probably more aligned with a Pilsner style by yeah, the taste okay. of it. Um, and and this is the benefit of having these beers next to each other. Whilst there is like you would think of these beers as almost the same, when you do get the opportunity to try them all together, you do notice those subtle differences. And this is what makes Lager a beautiful, well, a beautiful beer. I was
1: going to say we were having a quick chat off air, and this is this is something that I think is important. Is it when I go to a brewery normally first of all i'm unlikely to order a lager and today has been a bit of a a, a eye-opener for me but also if i do it's mixed in with big punchy beers i'm having double ipas xpas dark beers and then maybe there's a a random lager thrown in there probably one that you bought as a result it's very difficult to actually discern what the different flavors are whereas today has shown that there's there is differences there's variety in this this third beer I'm probably going to give away my ratings already. I I think it's the best of the three.
0: It's great. I I really quite enjoy this. It's really quite flavorful. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, Yeah, and, and you know, we had a bit of a chat off air about the concept of lager and that it does have a bad name, that it's, you know, people associate lager with bland, lifeless beer, and lager can be dark beer. Lager can be high-alcohol
1: beer. I mean, he's saying people, but what he's referring to here is naive people like me. I think previously I thought lager really as being the kind of you know the Carlsberg's the Heineken's the Forex, the Tuis, the very mass produced VB's the very mass produced commercial beers and that's not to say those beers don't have a place hot yes. day after the mowing the lawn at the beach at the surf club they're good beers um, but these three have shown that lagers have, have you know a way different variety of style and this is only within that sort of very narrow bright style yes let
0: alone You know, dark lagers, other types of lagers, presumably. I am so happy that this is your outcome from this. And it might be that you're just a bit boozy and you're just like, you know what, beer's rad. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be interested as
1: as we progress. This is obviously episode three, as we progress. Is there going to be a theme which is the ratings get higher. (laughs) (laughs) Purely because we get drunker.
0: I will be interested, like particularly once we move into sour beers, how you're going to feel about some of them. Because I know you're not a particular sour fan. The
1: context there is not a particular sour fan is an understatement. The only style of beer that to, to date That I've found Almost undrinkable Is a sour beer Yeah so
0: And there's I'm, a There's a lot of Sour styles We're going to have to explore So It's weeks of sour beers Uh Okay oh, Well I think You know it, The fact that you Have learned something Is wonderful <laughs> It's um, something new In this series you, I mean, you might even get A few more episodes As a co-host <laughs> Um
1: Are you saying That I need to say Complimentary things About your research And style To stay on, always, on the panel
0: Always Um I, <laughs> I'm going to remain
1: edgy and critical.
0: But I think it's probably a good time to start talking about Crouchy's conclusion. Well, we haven't
1: rated the third beer. We're just it, quit jumping the gun on. You
0: know I love to jump forward.
1: I'll um, go first because you went first last time. And, okay. I, and I've given it away. Um, I, I think there's been a logical progression here. Um, so I went six for the uh, Weihens I know. seven for the burly blonde uh much better name by the way in terms of uh just rolling off the tongue um i'm gonna say this is a seven and a half
0: okay wow we're we're moving moving up that's that's pretty good uh okay so just remind me again what i rated the previous so you have gone in those same orders the wife and and steinveniner
1: 7.5 yes the burly blonde 8.5 yes
0: pantos brewing i think that i would also rate this an 8.5 okay and i think i guess what i've learned from this is that perhaps the other one was more of a pilsner style beer and maybe my rating was a little bit high for it in terms of rating it as a Hellas lager. i'm going to give you a
1: quick opportunity this is possible anything's possible the show would you like to moderate that middle rating
0: I'd like to keep it the same because, to be fair to Burley Brewing, in no point did they ever describe it as a Hellas Lager.
1: <laughs> we're, we're having
0: an admin situation
1: here, I think. Yeah.
0: So if I'm going to do- demote them in their rating, I think they were actually quite <laughs> true to the label, which clearly indicates that it is in no way the beer that I was hoping it to be. So, you, you, But a very
1: delicious beer. Those listeners that have actually stuck with us through three episodes, yes. of which I assume is all, Clearly, love that the, the, the quirk, which is your selection of beers, is often. Just blatantly not the right beer. <laughs> but uh, why else listen to us? If you know, if you want a, a, a you know a professional production, go and go and listen to some other guys. Obviously, don't do that by the way.
0: Never do that ever. <laughs> um, I like I I do like to try a few local breweries in Brisbane. We're probably going to have a fair few Brisbane listeners, hopefully. Um, so hopefully this sort of drives people to go and try these different. You know, a lot of people probably wouldn't think to try a Ten Toes. Hell yes lager. And now after this they're like better get myself a 10 toes hell yes lager or a burly blonde before we quickly before we move to Crouchy's conclusion
1: I, I i think very quick shout outs burly brewing 10 toes at i think it was alexander headlands on the yep. sunshine coast check them out i'm keen to um and
0: uh i think you guys should as well I'm looking at the Burley Brewing Co can right now and I don't see an independent stamp there. So just just Burley, if you if you haven't done it um, or if you've sold out. Not the husband and wife team. I hope not. I mean, there's nothing on their website, but of course they don't put it on their website. Uh, okay, let's move on to Crouchy's conclusions. Um, if you've listened to previous episodes, you will know this is where Crouchy gives a 30-second uh, summary of what he has learned in this episode. Um, previous episodes have proved to be a little bit disappointing. He hasn't necessarily learned as much as I was hoping. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think I think the the more the better way of saying that is that I'm learning different things than what you're hoping. <laughs> not not that I'm not learning.
0: Yeah, but I, I feel like in this episode you were pretty interested. I, I can see you taking notes. I have is, I've upped my game, which is a good sign. You've actually moved to a notepad rather than um, what was um, sticky notes just a post-it note, so that's probably a good sign. So, um Format is, I'm gonna give you 30 seconds to summarize what you've learned today. um, And your time starts Okay, so lagers are categorised, or or,
1: or, or, anyway, they're categorised by their yeast. Uh, They're a bottom-fermenting yeast, uh, which means they don't party up the top like the ales. Uh, They were created by a a sex orgy between the US and the European yeasts. Um, Germans also hate the Czechs and didn't want to copy their style of pilsners. Um, So Spaten went on a junket to the UK. They developed Hellas, which means bright, and not all lagers are crap
0: and your time is up that that was amazing that was so good I'm getting better that was uh, well I mean that was a little too good I'm just throwing it out there like I really probably this isn't a show of two people who know about beer this is you know a little too much now we're in trouble alright that was your best Crouches conclusion ever
1: as well as I'm not sure if you said this on air
0: or off air but the best surprise snack best surprise snack this has been a great episode Stay tuned for episode four, people. Stay tuned. All right. Well, it's um, probably a good time to finish it up, and uh,
1: yeah, keep. Uh... If we haven't already said, look us up on the socials, like us, and subscribe to the uh, the uh, podcast. Give us a rating. Do all those things. Just like make a dedication website. I mean, I don't know, I don't know what you want to do, but share us with your friends. Talk about us at your, at your parties. Yeah, just take us to work.
0: Anyway, all right. See we'll... you next
1: time. See you, guys.